You're listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Okay, everybody, welcome into the latest and greatest podcast. It is uh, merely I, Jake, and joining me again is Kevin this time, just like he joined me last time. Kevin, go ahead and say hello to everyone. Last few times. Last hello, few everybody. Times. This is very true. Yes, it's, if you uh, follow uh, Matt on Twitter, you know that he is a world traveler now, um, and Joe is also a world traveler to various places. You know, working for the CIA is tough. It's, you know... It keeps you busy. It's out there. It's moving around. So, yeah, that's what he does. So good for them. I hope they continue to kill people as often as possible. But anyway, we're not here to talk bad about people, bad, yeah, people. bad people. Bad people, of course. We're not here to talk about uh, all that fun stuff. We're here to talk some stuff about the Dave Matthews Band, Who's which that? I'm sure that some of you may have heard of. Um, there are some concerts coming up. There are. Yes. Very soon. Very, very soon. We are uh, recording this, uh, which would be a week from the second concert. Yes. Because the first concert is Friday the 24th, I believe it is. And that is in Atlantic City. And uh, yeah. I'm not going. You're not going. Um, but a lot of people are. Um, and it's just one of those things that it just doesn't work out. Because we are in the South. Is If you're uh, watching along with this, you'll know that... Um, that Kevin and I are both sitting in the exact same place um, recording this together because we've had so many technical difficulties in the last couple that we said, you know what, screw it, we're just going to um, go ahead and do this at the same time. So here we are. Um, so your impressions of the caravan, Kevin? Um, I've got a few of them, to be honest with you. That's why you're here. There's a lot of me that gets really, really excited for this type of thing. The, the festival atmosphere, the multiple acts. Um, I mean, three days in a row of the best band in the world, to me at least. Uh, there's really nothing greater than that. However, I'm speaking from a perspective that the last festival I went to was... Oh, four years ago. So, what was I don't the, know what was that? Um, Bonnaroo. Uh -huh. But I did Randall's Island that year too. Uh, like With the Black Eyed Peas? No, no, 2006. Oh, okay. That was David Gray and Warren Haynes. <coughs> um, just a great time. Just that was. Um, Cortez the Killer, one of the best Cortezes I've ever heard. So overall, you like the idea of the, um, well, in that sense, well, how is it, how do you think this is going to play out as opposed to the ones you've seen before with everything being obviously focused on the Dave Matthews Band for three whole days? Um, it can go one of two ways, and I'm typically a pessimist, and I have to almost say that it might not go over the way everybody wants it to. I mean, they're playing three nights in a row, multiple times, with only a couple days break. Like, if this, this caravan session isn't a six-month time span, you know? They're playing, um, what is it? Are they playing the Midwest and then the Gorge two days apart? It's something very similar it's, to that. It's the, the last two. There's a week between New York and the Gorge. And I, I feel bad for the people um, 
there because that's a lot on Dave's voice um, in a short amount of time. And that's just speaking from a historical sense um, that we've seen this happen before. However, it's not getting younger. And that's including guest appearances, uh, Dave and Tim solo shows. Right. But, you know, you also have to remember that there's the only shows this year. They do not have the um, 30 or 40 shows that they've had in the past that they've done when they've made it out west. So I think that um, <laughs> the big difference is going to be that Dave's voice potentially could hold up a lot better than it has in the past. And I think that bodes well for people that might be a little apprehensive. I wouldn't, if I was looking at pros and cons, that would not be something that would stop me from going to a show. I don't think that's going to be a problem. But it is certainly, I think, something, it's just an honest opinion right. that people have that, hey, this has happened in the past. It could happen again. It could happen. And it's summer and it's hot. I mean, it, I'm, I'm sure it, to some extent it, something will happen on those third days. It's just how it works. He's not getting any younger. But on the same breath, I've had a ton of fun on nights where he doesn't, he doesn't have a voice. And we're getting the opportunity to sing. Much like yourself right now. Yeah. Holy crap. Anyway, cough it out. Yeah? Have a drink of beer. Yeah, let's go. It'll be all right. Yeah. Shit, I hear So basically what we're getting at is I don't think that's going to be a problem. It's certainly a concern that you have to think about with that, just to repeat everything that we just said very succinctly through all the coughing. It's sitting right over there. The other concern, I think, I'm just kind of going through what I've been reading people have been saying on the boards and such like that. People are wondering, well, are they going to play 70 different songs over the course of three days? Are they going to repeat some songs? Because I don't want to hear those songs twice or whatever. You know, they repeat songs over two days. I don't know why that matters. I would think they're going to play 70 songs. Now, the question is, you know, they're going to, I'm talking 70 different songs. Right. The question is, how do you play 70 different songs and not make it through stand-up or every day? Um, I've predicted on the boards a couple times, a lot of covers. <clears throat> I mean, there's just a lot of songs that the band has put out that band themselves don't like. <clears throat> yeah, this is true. I mean, this is something that uh, Stefan has talked about in, in interviews and in tweets. He, he tweeted again, asking people for songs, and the song that he continues to champion that um, a lot of people, it seems, uh, also want to champion is Crazy Easy. And apparently, and we'll talk about this a little more later, it was mentioned in the book So Much to Say, that uh, that's a song that Dave kind of doesn't feel like he has lyrics for, according to what Stefan said, quoted in the book. And, and I wonder if, with the time off, and they've already been practicing, as of this podcast, they, they practiced all of this prior week, which would be the week of the, the 13th, um, they practice all week, so you got to wonder if they're going to take an old song, maybe, for example, like a Crazy Easy, and maybe Dave's going to find a lyric set that he enjoys for that, and that's a song that can be brought back into rotation. Right. I think we'll see Drive In, Drive Out. I think Spoon, I, I think Spoon will be played. I, I think it will continue from Charlottesville and push through, and through the fall and push through. Um... As well as should. just sounded so great. The first time I played it. As, as well as should. And it just a tremendous version of Spoon in, in Charlottesville. And they really delivered on that song. And that's something I would like to see 
more of from the band. I would like for them to perform songs that I think that they can nail on their first try. Right. I, I, I you know, songs they haven't brought back in. Like uh, we were talking before off the uh, off the broadcast, we were talking about some certain songs, like Captain, for example. There's a song that. As far as I know, I, Rashawn hasn't played on it. If he has, I'd be surprised. I don't have the list sitting in front of me. And I know Jeff hasn't played on it. So I would like to see Jeff take a shot at Captain. It's got a lot of saxophone flair to it. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that uh, has a lot of potential. That would be fun. So I've never heard well, live, obviously. but Great little song. I saw that in 1997 at a Dave and Tim show when it was still going by crazy. Yeah. In a nice little run. Deed has done little thing in... Captain all in a row. It's a nice little I rare. enjoy that. That was a nice little rare, rare run. It's a great show if you ever have a chance to uh, pick it up. It's out there floating around. Yeah. Go ahead and download it. 13097 from Johnson Wales College in Providence, Rhode Island. Not far mm -hmm. from here. Useless knowledge. Thank it. you. Yes. It's a good, good show. But, uh, you know, songs like that, um, which would be good. I wonder if, given the three days in a row, if we're going to see some longer jams, um, Jimmy Thing, Crush, you know, stuff like Two Step. I wonder if they're going to bring back any Boyd songs, True Reflections. I always like True Reflections. I, I never minded it. It, was, it always kind of made me smile. <clears throat> I've, I've always been a fan of it. I've always liked it. I'm not going to lie to you. I enjoy the song very much. Um, that, you know, he used to sing Angel from Montgomery also. And I actually liked it. There's a great version of that. Gosh, it's I don't know if the show's still out there. I used to have it on tape. It's uh it's it's from uh it's from Oregon, like Portland, Oregon. It's like a ninety nine, it's like seven ten or seven twelve ninety nine. It's like a great version of he, he, he nails it out. He nails it. It's great, it's a great little show too, but I digress as I oftentimes do. Yeah. Um I wonder if they're gonna do that. I would I would enjoy that. I would love to see Boyd sing a couple songs and Give Dave a little break. You know, I wonder if they're going to do stuff like... Um, have to do something like that. I mean, the guests... I mean, there's going to be a ton of guests. See, I don't think so. I really you know, don't. You're going to make it all about them for three days? I, re I really think so. I, I don't see it happening. You just... I mean... Although... So what? You don't see Warren Haynes play Cortez? Or is that what you see? You see the guys... The close-knit guys in there. I, I mean, I can, see, I can see Warren Haynes going up there because he has a great camaraderie with the band. He's right. fantastic with him. He's played on a bunch of different songs also. He played on Cortez. He played on 41 in West Palm that you and I oh. both saw, which was fantastic. Played on Jimmy. Played on Jimmy. Played, I think he played Cornbread, too. He played Cornbread. I want to say in 2006 he played Hunger. Wow, there's a there. Bring that baby down. And of course, he played on Blue Water on the um, on the latest um, live tracks, which we will also discuss later. Well, what's okay? So, what's the um, the first caravan is where Atlantic City? Right? It's in Atlantic City, and I don't think there's going to be any guests. Not one well, guest in three days. I think that you are going to see some guests, but you're not going to see. A tremendous amount of guests. That is my opinion. Don't go there. Go in the trunk. Oh. So I do not think that you're going to see. I know Kevin's right now looking at the list and he's going to predict for you who is going to guess. So go right ahead. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin. Take your time. Is this... No hurry. I'm no hurry at all. Take your time. No hurry at all. I already, see, I, you already went by a name. You don't even realize it's probably going to guess. What, like uh, a Sarah White? No, David Ryan Harris. David Ryan Harris has played with the band many times. Who is he? He is ripped. Who is he? He has ripped up some Jimmy things. He need to grab some 95, 96 shows and find one that he's on. He used to be... Lucy Malassi has guested before, hasn't he? He has, saying I'm 36. He used to be the guitarist. David Ryan Harris was the guitarist for Dion Ferris. When she, remember her? Mm-hmm. I do, actually. That's kind of strange. He, she was opening for DMB in 95, and that's where they met him. He is a very, very good guitarist, and he ripped up some Jimmy things. Now, that would be fun. I would like to see a guest take a song that has sort of waned in popularity recently, like Jimmy Thing, mm -hmm. and I could see somebody doing something with that. I think that worked pretty well in Charlottesville, um, even though I walked away and you walked away, but um, Trombone Shorty came out and uh, performed on that. Correct? Mm-hmm. He did. And it was good. It was very good. You didn't hear it because you'd walked away. I didn't, but I heard it was good. Yes, and I walked away too because that's what, unfortunately, people are doing now with Jimmy thing. And I think that's a shame, and I think that's why it did not make the top 50 list on the top 50 list that uh, we did over at Ants for top 50 songs. It wasn't even freaking close. Right. Um, I think that's why. Was that night one? That was night one, I believe. I'm not certain. But at any rate. So my prediction is that you're not going to see any guests. And you're... Go ahead. Agree with me. I haven't looked at this lineup in a while. But I'm going to go on another side here and say... I don't know how good this lineup is. I don't see many guests. Maybe four. Thank you. I'm, I just, it's not, I just don't see where they fit in. It's not going to happen. I mean, and there's I, nothing against... I, look, the lineup's Grace fine. Potter, Grace Potter or Sarah White could sit in because he likes to bring his female guests up. That, I don't know, for what reason. Maybe if they keep spoon rotation. Um, I know Stefan does his side project with the guy from Guster. So I actually see them, him sitting in with them rather than one of them sitting in with the band. Right. Obviously, Warren Haynes. Speaking of, if you notice, um, keep going down a little bit on that page, you'll notice that the Stefan Act and the Carter Act have um, disappeared. So apparently that's not happening anymore. There was a, a lineup where, where they were going to do something, but it seems to be absent from that. So I, I don't think it's going to be happening. But anyway, getting back to the guest thing, I just don't see it happening. I, I, just, I just don't, and I don't think anyone really cares, to be honest with you, but I think it's cool, it's it's nice, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Now, and I think that what you see in Atlantic City is essentially going to set the tone for the other concerts. You're going to see, I'm not going to say you're going to see the same shows, but you're going to get a feeling of the way it's going to go. You understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it'll set the... Um divide for the, the rest of the couple months. Right. And I think there's a natural apprehensiveness about 
the shows. Mm -hmm. People don't know what they're getting into. So, you know, I think that I think you might see a lot of walk up sales at the end. I think it's possible. What is the uh, the capacity? I believe it is seventy thousand. Awesome. To get back to what we were talking about before about uh, attendance and such. Well, we know someone that allegedly is going to be there because. RJ is now joining us. Allegedly. RJ, say hello. Allegedly. Hello, Ants. Thank you very much. You are going to the Atlantic City show. Yeah. So tell us what you are looking forward to. What are your expectations, your aspirations, your... Just... You, you just go. We'll sit back and listen. Oh, geez. Well, <laughs> Put them right on as few repeats as possible would be good. Um, I think that's a big thing, like that we don't get the other kind of festival sets, that we have more... Kind of like a good summer tour, two-stop set, plus another night. Um, Are you expecting to hear, just we've, we've been using the number 70 just as a round number. Are you expecting 70 different songs? Or are you going to be okay with a couple of repeats? I'll be okay with a couple as long as it's not, you know, cornbread two out of three nights. You know, that kind of thing. But, you know, a couple of repeats I'm okay with. I'm, I don't get too picky, but... I don't want, you know, not like the big whiskey tour kind of thing where they're playing four or five of them every night. No. I still think we'll get that though. I think you, you do. Get, I think you can get a lot of big whiskey because yeah. the, the song uh, is I'm fine well. with some big whiskey as long as it's not mixing it up. Yeah, like if they right. play the whole album, that's fine by me as long as it's you know four, four, and four, whatever how many tracks there are. Right. So your big thing is you you don't want to hear. You want variety. You yeah. Don't, you don't want to hear a lot, even from even if they played. Seven songs from, like, before Yeah, I don't want to hear two step three nights in a row either. I understand. So, you're going... Do any... Do you anticipate... This is something Kevin and I have been hotly doing. Do you anticipate a lot of or any guests to perform? Or do you oh, have anybody a, that you really would like to see guests in? Or i got to look at the line. That's what I'm bringing it up right now. This is um, Friday... I don't, well, I think Warren Haynes is probably the big one, right? right? I don't really see a ton of other, you know, people that have guessed it before that, you know, you would kind of come to expect, maybe Lucy. Um, and actually, probably, from, from Good Probably homes. whistle in every day for uh, Saturday night. Right. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not sure who else would would come, you know, based on who, they, who they've had guessed before. I was thinking maybe like a, a either a Grace Potter or um, who's the other broad I was talking about, <laughs> um, Sarah White on Spoon type of thing, and then that would be cool to hear. David Ryan Harris, Jake was mentioning he's guested a bunch of times on very very, very good guitarists back in ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven ish. Um, very very good guitarists. To, to uh, so I think we beat the um, we beat the caravans to death. Um, I think that generally speaking, people feel about them about the same way you do. Um, and I think that the first one, Kevin, you agree that the first one's basically going to set the tone. And that's the way the rest of them are going to be. Right. I think. I mean, the gorge might be a little bit different, um, just because it's the gorge. Right. But and there, there's always a different vibe from all the different venues I've been to. There's Always just something different about that place to me. It's don't call it the Mecca for anything. So I don't know if it's going to be a, a more intimate weekend <clears throat> or 
you know, because obviously they're more comfortable playing that. That that, that won't even be a festival to them. Yeah. It's just going to be another Labor Day. That that will be their tour stop, just like usual. Um, so and they rarely have anybody guest at the Gorge. But I mean, I'm like I, I've I've been a little depressed that there's a small chance that I won't be going to any of them. And I say that because there's an ants member that is trying to get me to go to one as a pre-bachelor party. Oh. Maybe we can discuss that a little bit later, but... Um, we can discuss that later. But anyways, I... I uh, no, the I, one thing I do want to say, though, is Sunday. Anybody going to Atlantic City, make it a point to see David Gray. Because that guy live is amazing. He is actually... He's amazing. He's one of the guys I'm looking forward to seeing this weekend. He is a, uh, he's, he's not bad. Yeah, he's not bad. Looking over at the, um, the lineup for the Gorge is what we're looking at now. Gogo Bordello is playing Friday night. They are the, at least in the top three of the greatest bands in the history of the world. So if you're going to the Gorge, do not miss Gogo. They are phenomenal. They're probably, it's like, it's like, they're right in that top five with like you know like DMB and the Violent Femmes and Hall and Oates that whole you just gonna take those four and just throw them up in any order really they're just phenomenal they, I'm a huge fan of that yeah see there don't I don't see too many maybe two guests at the Gorge how about De La Soul they're coming up maybe doing a little uh, yeah remember they used to do the True Reflections rap they did no, not not De La Soul did but the the Tripoetics. Which were actually um, nephews of Leroy, in that mm-hmm. band, by the way. Um, Boyd Tinsley in 05 went, I believe, and played in Satin and a midnight show with De La Soul. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Wow. Don't remember it too well, but I'm not surprised. There you have it. I did not. I did not know that. That's weird. And there's people saying they need to add more acts to the gorge, which yeah, I can I see that happening. That. They probably will. It's it's still a long way out. Um, you know, there's still plenty of time to add more people in. So it would not surprise me. One two months. Not. I mean, not that long. Plenty of time. But, I mean, and, and they do well. The gorge is different. It's they're so much more strict. You're still. It's like one of the only places in the world you're still not allowed to take a picture inside of. But I wonder if there's a possibility that they're not allowed to play until a certain time of the day. Because I know they're really strict about their rules and stuff up there. It's possible. It's, it's very possible. So I think that's still the most anticipated of the shows. I think that goes without saying. But um, we'll know a lot more. In a week yeah. from when we're recording this, we're going to know a lot more what, what we're getting into. Right. But anyway, moving on to some other uh, fun things, something that effing uh, RJ um, alluded to earlier, and you did too, effing Kevin, um, is the uh, the latest live tracks, which is live tracks yeah. 20, which went out free to warehouse members and is a um, show from 1993. And what's interesting about that is... Back at that time, the band was only recording dual-track recordings. They didn't have a, a device on the road to record such. But because they were playing at the Wetlands Preserve, the actual place where they were playing, the bar where they were playing, which was in New York City, had a multi-track recorder. They recorded the band multi-track. Somehow, by some stroke of luck, apparently, 
the management got a hold of it, and there it is. And now it's Live Tracks 20, and I think it's clearly one of the most yeah. popular Live Tracks. I love it. That's all I've been listening to since it came out, pretty much. But uh, I like the um, I like the Blue Water with uh, Warren. I think that is um, just unbelievable, and the mix on it is is tremendous. To hear the band from that time frame like that is just it's, it's amazing, and 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 it's a, it's a younger singing Dave's voice because he was younger, fittingly <laughs> enough. Um, so I think that. Um, I think that the show is tremendous. I, I don't think that they have a chance of finding any other shows just like that. But hey, you know, you never know. I really like the uh, the ants intro. It's you know it's changed a lot since '93, and I, I really like hearing you know a different way to come into ants. I think well, that's I think that's another thing um, with the band. I, you know, I've talked about this before. I've talked about this many times. Is they change so many songs so often that. It's it's very easy for them to take. I mean, look at like I use example and many times, but look at two step. Yeah. You know, two step from '92 and two step from 2010 yeah. are, are vastly different. There's a big difference in the songs, and I think that um, I think that's one of the things about like you were talking about with the ants. The ants yeah. intro is very different. Um, a lot of people like the. Um, what, what what a lot of people like to call the nature intro, yeah, which, which okay. I can't bring. Yeah. It's it's not nature, okay? Nature's a totally different song. Nature's a song by the samples. He sings nature is all around me, and I'm not gonna yeah. sing like Sean Kelly does. But that's a completely different song. Just because they play a little guitar right. intro into it, it's not freaking nature. So stop calling it nature <laughs> on the boards, or I'm gonna start banning people. Also, what is the correct? It's just, it's just. Yeah, it's just tripping place. Oh, you're saying the, the nature intro is... That is the intro. It's not nature, for God's sakes. How many times do I have to say this? That's great, though. It's, it's like you were out of the room looking... No, 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 no. What I was saying is that what it's referred to as is... They call it the nature intro, but that is the original intro. It is, it is just so, another intro that right. they used for it. And... It's just that's what he you know that's what it is. It's just the intro. It's nothing to it. It's like it's like when people say you know, they have to identify the one sweet world outro as swim naked. Wait, he said swim naked in every freaking show from December of ninety three until two thousand three. Okay, I don't need you to tell me that he says who oh, this one. He said swim naked. <laughs> that's what the way they did it. If you don't need to say that. Okay, I'm done. I'm off my high horse. So how do you feel about the Dixie Chicken? Interpolation. But see, that's a real live song. He's interpolating Dixie Chicken. There is no song called Swim Naked. Right. That's that's where I'm differentiating. That's the thing that. So you just consider it a different a different version. Correct. That's just <clears throat> my interpretation. Maybe I see something like that. We're seeing some suggestions from our uh, people watching along about maybe like a direct intro or something like that. It's just. It's just the way they performed it back then. It's, you can pull every Tripping Billies, basically, from around that time. That's the way they did it. It's just the songs. I've heard it a few times the in the last couple of years. Yeah. They just, yeah. they vary. So, well, how do you, so then how do you, if you're, if you're typing or you're talking to someone, how do you describe it? Nature I would intro. say maybe they do this cool little intro. <laughs> you would say nature right. intro. And right. it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get so pissed off about it. <laughs> but it's just a descriptive word. It's not... But it's but, not right. It's a different song. 
But now that, we know, a song. now that we know that it's That's not true. actually the song, can we just still call it the nature intro? With no! That, it's that not knowledge? the nature song! So while, while, while we have the world listening, can we deem a new title for this I old like this. school intro? I think. Yes, I have, I have... Could it be I'm like the rainforest intro? The intro <laughs> will be called... Not the nature intro. No! Oh. No, I don't it's like that. A, it's got a nice ring to it. No, I don't like nicely. that. I, I enjoy that very much. God, I can't wait to see the threads on this. In addition to the actual Live Tracks 20 disc, there was the Warehouse 5 slash 8, depending on when you were in. Uh, I think it went over very well with people from the reactions of people. Certainly the set list is one of the better ones. A little mellow at spots, but um, pretty good. You had... So songs you don't hear very often. That number 40 from SPAC in 08 was one of the more requested songs. I think that was a great choice putting on there. Also from that show, A Dream So Real, which I am a huge fan of that song. I enjoy it very much. And I know that I'm in the minority in this room talking about well, that, but I like it. It's not even that. It's, we've had this discussion a few times. It's, it's, and I, we know the background story of why he opened with it. But there was nothing worse than getting hyped all day for a Dave show, and then for them to open up with that. It was it was awful, and we know why he did it, and it is what it is with that. And I can't say that if I wasn't him, I wouldn't have done the same thing. But is from a fan perspective that just like Stay will always be fair painted with me because of. Well, they always close with it because, but because of Charlottesville, the Charlottesville with the but in the same, it, it's in the same respect of a dream so real. And what was it? Oh six, oh or oh seven. He opened with it every show I was at, and I'm just like, sweet mother of God. I, I was taking my piss breaks at eight fifteen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know. But speaking of that, there are certain songs that I really enjoyed mid-set. Mid-set stay is very nice. Yeah. Mid-set watchtower, which a lot of people haven't seen. The only way you can see that, basically, is if you saw a show in 93 or 2000. And luckily enough for me, I saw the show in 2000. I probably saw one in 93 that I don't remember either with the mid-set, but that's beside the point. But um, mid-set watchtower was actually in Orlando. Um, is a, was a really nice... I like taking the songs that you don't expect in places. I think that that's something I think that you might see this year in the, in the um, caravan. I keep wanting to call it a podcast. A lie. That would really suck if they were... Because that would involve us, and that would be that awesome. Would be really, really a bad. long podcast. But I think We'd have different like special guests other than <laughs> F and RJ. Yes. I, I think... Uh, I, I really like that. I really like um, songs in, in a different spot. I've seen a lot of varied openers in my day. I really enjoy the ones that you don't expect, like Stone, Two Step, um, Tripping Billies. I think Pig. Those, pig. Pig. Pig's good. There is no way, no better way to start a show than. That's, you know what I mean? Like I know. <laughs> nailed it, didn't I? I just yeah, nailed yeah, actually, it. That nailed was, it. That was pretty good. Actually, I was looking for a little backup here, but didn't get it. That was not bad. But yeah, I mean something. Something you don't expect. Like, actually, one in um, probably 04 or 05, it was 04, they opened in West Palm Beach with Anyone Seen the Bridge. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Carter's doing his little drum yeah. thing, and I'm kind of like, right, did you tell me they're going to open with Halloween? Right. What the heck's going on? And they open with Bridge, which was very, very uh, unique. I yeah. think it was the first time they'd ever done that. I like things like that. Um, but anyway, we're way off track because you were complaining about the dream so real. I, I still like the song. I, I, you know, the, there's 34s on there also, which is a great version of 34. I think the Kit Kat Jam on there is, is very, very good. I've always been a very big fan of Kit Kat Jam. Um, like it a lot in 2002. Some of the versions last year, a couple of them, I think Dave really kind of got off and was really trying to get um, creative a little bit with the lyrics. I, I wasn't crazy about where he was going with it, but I really like some of those O2 versions. I'm a big fan of that. And, of course, there was Christmas Song from that famous show at MSG where um, James Brown performed on Sex Machine, which was a great show. Also Halloween in that show. And the other song was You Never Know. So, overall, solid disc. I think it went over really well, and I'm sure that... I'd be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. you were a member of the warehouse. You were a member of the warehouse. I am a member of the warehouse, so... Oh. oh, there you have it. So you got the warehouse five from it. I do. Yes, and it's a good little disc. It's not bad. So there you have it. So that's the stuff of recent work. There's one other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, I don't know if either of you had an opportunity to read it, but there is a new book out called uh, So Much to Say. Um, the author, Nikki Van Noy, was, is a very nice girl, a very big DMB fan. And in full disclosure, I was quoted in the book a few times. Um, You're I, so awesome. I Me know. too. I'm great. You were quoted as well? Yep. I'm the best. No, not right. really. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she's a nice girl, and it was a pleasure to work with her, to um, work with the book. And there's some aspects of the book that I really, really enjoy. Well, actually, a lot of aspects of the book I really enjoy. But I think that what's most interesting about the book is the fact that it's told from the fan's perspective. So the book starts in the early days, and literally it's somebody who was there at a show in 1992 talking about their experience at tracks, and it goes all the way up through Leroy's death, which is a very powerful chapter, um, and into, it ends actually in Charlottesville last year at the last show of 2010. So it kind of runs all the way through that. So is it just like a history of the band kind of book? or It's sort of a history of the band through the fans' eyes yep. of it. I, I think it's a very unique thing. It's, if you're listening to this podcast, it's right up your alley, basically. So, And if you're on a message board or even reading ants, it's just about... Right. It's, it's going to be, oh yeah, I remember that. Especially some of yeah. the stuff, the people that weren't at shows... In the 90s, even the late 90s, it really gives you a feel of what it is, of how everything kind of went down. So I I, I enjoyed it. I I liked it a lot. It's it's got some really cool stories from fans, like I was saying. There's a couple little side stories, too, that are interesting. And and, uh, if you haven't had a chance to to look at it yet, if you actually go to the main page of Ants, which if you're not familiar, it would be (laughs) www. .antsmarching.org. You don't have to go right to the forum, believe it or not. You can actually go to the main page. Uh, if you go in there, there's actually like two or three stories down or so. There's a, there's a couple links to a page where you can read, I think, the first chapter and the seventh chapter, which the seventh chapter is the one about uh, Leroy. Um, just kind of get a feel of what it's going for, and you can pick it up at Amazon or a bunch of different places. So if there's any bookstores left in your town where you're from, unlike 
here in Orlando where they've all closed recently. <laughs> they've turned um, into crack houses. <laughs> apparently they have with gunshots going left and right. So, anyway. That's a good book, so check it out. And I'll definitely pick it up and give it a read just because it, I'm that type, I've always been that type of DMB fan. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't have a great ear for music in the sense that I don't play instruments well. I can't sing with a crap. This is true. Um, Ditto for me. A lot of it, a, a, well, what makes Dave Matthews Band so popular, you know, with people in general is the crowd interaction, the people, you know, what the band does on stage to get everybody so wound up into having a good time. And I've always been the guy when watching a DVD or being at a show or watching a live stream, I want to see the crowd shots. You know, I want to yeah. see the people having a good time. I want to see what the hell I look like when I'm acting the fool, jumping up and down to something I'll trash on the boards, but at the show I'm like, yeah, that's best corporate ever, you know, so from the book's perspective, it coming from the fans and, you know, it being, you know, very positive on that standpoint, I mean, I obviously Leroy's chapter is going to be a little bit different, but... To see what everybody else went through and what I've been through mm -hmm. and what thinking through the band has brought me to should be a good read. Maybe seeing how the fans' perception has kind of changed through the years, too. You know, what fans were, you know, doing and saying in the early 90s compared to, you know, to the late 2000s. Like, I think that'll be an interesting right. Song, perspective. Songs that people used to love and yeah. then once they played them a lot got yeah. trashed and then once they went away, they missed them and... Yeah. The ever, the ever revolving cycle of us crazy nerds. Yeah. Basically, the way it goes. So, um, for our uh, viewing audience, if anybody has any questions, we'll uh, do our best. I know there's been a couple. Yeah, that's something that keeps coming up. Um, we see this question a lot on the boards about Dave having a solo album. Um, I haven't looked at the contract between he and whoever the I don't even know who the record <laughs> studio is, but. Um, I, I have heard that he owes one more album, so I'm assuming he's going to do one. You would think that with having a year off, quote-unquote, he would be working on stuff. I have no idea. I don't know if he is or not. Right. Well, and Dave and Friends have been rumored as well. Am I correct? Or There have been floating around rumors of a, quote-unquote, Dave and Friends thing. Who knows if it's true or not. Something's going to happen, though. And that, regardless of what it is, the band, 20 years, doesn't take a break. And then their 20th year anniversary, they do, you know, four concerts, a caravan style. They're, something's going on. Something is afoot. That's what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, I'm probably right. And I don't think it's anything of disastrous or epic proportions, but I see, you know, maybe a Dave movie or... You know, something, something along these lines. So, yeah, so, something. I well, wouldn't I, guess a full band album, no. I, I don't think so either. I don't think you're going to see an album this year from the Dave Matthews Band. I don't think you're going to see any studio work from the Dave Matthews Band this year. Um, maybe they'll start something next year, maybe the year after, but I don't see that happening now. Um, actually, Dave is in a couple movies coming out. I have no idea what they are. <laughs> But I know he's Dude's a pretty good actor, man. I'll give that guy a little bit of credit. He, of course, he's got to play the weird guy, but... He, you know, he did this kind he's, of... He's uh, good, man. Redneck and, uh, 
Lake City. Yes. Which was surprisingly good performance from him. Which was also surprising because the movie was supposedly set in Lake City, Florida, but it was filmed in Charlottesville, Virginia, and I don't know if you've ever been to Lake City, Florida, but there are no mountains there. There are no mountains in Florida. Okay, when you see these snow peaks up there, it's not Florida. There's no snow a bit there either. No, not, not a lot. We, had a, we, had we have our version of a snowstorm is you know, the little flakes falling from yeah. Yeah. My parents sent me a text message. It's snowing, and my, they live in Daytona, and they took a picture of their hammock with, like, two pieces of snow on it. Grew up. That's about the, the extent of it, yes. But, uh, no, yeah, he is, he's a pretty, pretty good actor. You know, maybe he'll do some more things like that. Uh, as time, Or maybe he already has that we don't know about him. Stuff like that. So I could see something like that happening. But getting back to the album thing, I just don't anticipate that happening. They're still promoting the new album. They're, I mean, it's still selling records. It's only been out a couple years. It's still popular, you know. I don't want them to put together a piece of crap and just throw it out there. Yeah, it's still it's still doing well, so I don't have a problem with that. It is what it is. So anyway, somebody brought up the. Uh, are we still is, are we still podcasting? We're still podcasting. Okay. You want? Well, I guess we can wait till after. I think we're probably going to have to. I think that uh, I think we could pretty much wrap this up unless there's something else that. Uh, Any other questions? Sports related questions? Comments. Oh, I read a. Uh, well, this is probably. Well, no. Go ahead. Well, I, I see something talking about Butch. I don't know where these Butch rumors have come from. Um, I, I don't know. I, I would just say I highly, highly doubt it. But it's it's popped up a bunch of times. It's kind of strange. I, I don't see it happening. But I didn't really have a particular major problem with, with Butch. Um, but it was you know, the 20-minute bartender solo yeah. that... I fell asleep to. Yeah, well, you can you can only drink if you drink thirty beers in a day. You can't listen to a butch solo for twenty minutes of it. You'll fall asleep. It's you know that that's all there is to it. I, I can't. Beer and butch just apparently don't. No, know it's very no. simple. I think that'll pretty much wrap it up oh, for us. So <laughs> that's what she said. Thank you very much, Kevin. Always a pleasure. Always a Thank you for sitting in and. Giving us a little perspective on the caravan and what you're expecting yeah. from them. Yeah, should be good time, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Yes, it's All coming right. up too. Yeah, yeah not too long. There could be people. You're in Florida right today. Now. You're in. It could have already happened. It's, it's like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Isn't that amazing. It's crazy. Mm. So anyway, good night, everyone. Thank you very much, yeah. and tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the internet. Show downloads to a central personal show stat and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.